and I'm here I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Todd Doyle. Uh, I just met these guys a couple months ago, but I play bass with them and sing some covers. I am Noah Sturgill. I'm the drummer and uh, mega Kiss fan. So yeah, there you go. Fun fact. Oh, come on, Kiss is off. Get the firehouse. <laughs> and uh, we have a guest with us today. I'm Jethro Cornelius Cavendish, and it's I have one song that I play with Trouble Gum, and otherwise I'm not a member of the band whatsoever. <laughs> His name is Nick Honore. He's got this really cool project called Snuff Benefit, and we have a single coming out soon called Shoot the Moon on August 6th. Nice, which is the second song that you guys did. Yes. Yeah, yeah. which was really cool. Thank, Thank you, guys. So Trouble Gum, I'm looking at this illustration <laughs> on the drum set, and... There's only two people on there that are in this room currently. Yes. <laughs> um, the other two are here in spirit. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's been a very, you know, it's been a lot of changes with the lineup. I'm the only original member of the group. Like, we started out just recording songs in the studio. Uh, Tyler Wood, who's been here twice, he mm -hmm. recorded some drums for me. And uh, my friend Logan played bass, and he's just adventuring in the Pacific Islands somewhere. Oh, He nice. did the Wolf program, and then he was like, Nah, I'm just gonna stay here, <laughs> and I don't know where he is. This is his bass amp, Logan. I'm using your bass amp to this day. Thanks, buddy. Um, yeah, thanks, thank Logan. <laughs> um, Everybody I know who's done the Wolf program has never come back. Who's disappeared? Well, not disappeared. They had like such a good time. They're like, why do I need to go back? Right. No, I don't <laughs> even know, know what the Wolf program is. You you go so. uh, somewhere and you learn how to do organic farming and you live there for free. Where like you volunteer work. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, we used to just be studio uh, like a year ago. We recorded five songs. We didn't play a show until January of this year with a completely different lineup. It changes yeah. a lot, but I feel really uh, confident in this little trio right here. So yeah, you guys are like really solid together. Like it feels like you have been playing all together for a really long time. Thank you. Um, Noah, what's your musical background? Um, so. I actually met Mark through high school marching band. So nice. We were on drum line together, and I've been drumming since I was three. Were you on the quads? I was one year. We were both on quads one year actually, <laughs> okay. and uh, I did quads. I did snare, and I did bass drum two years. Started okay. freshman year, and then senior year did bass drum. What was your favorite? Uh, individually speaking, mm -hmm. I loved playing quads, but as a as a section bass drum. 100%. Because yeah. once you hit those splits, it was just like, it was something <laughs> else. It was just yeah. like, ah, oh, so clean. But yeah. uh, I've been drumming f since I was three. Wow. Was in a band with uh, one of the guys on here, uh, Victor, before Trouble Gum was even a thing. Uh, we had Epsilon and the band called Incavali. And then, okay. you know, it didn't become Trouble Gum, but we, Vic and I came here. And I'm still here. So it's nice. Yeah, nice. <laughs> what about you, Todd? What's your background? Uh, golly. <laughs> well, I've played since I was five. I started playing guitar. I have an older brother who's a musician, but nobody else in our family plays anything. Um, but my brother's an upright bassist who's 10 years older. So I grew up playing guitar and pretty much only focused on lead guitar. Mm -hmm. And then in middle school, I moved and uh, made a drummer friend. And his guitarist buddy would come over, and that kid was just born to play lead guitar. <laughs> like he was, he had only played for like a year and could just play circles around me. And it had been like, like I'd been learning theory my whole life and everything. <laughs> And um, so I was like, all right, I screw it, I'll just play bass and sing. And um, ever since then, I've been like trying to sit in with as many groups as I can, because yeah. I could play guitar, bass, and sing, just whatever people need. I like playing and recording. Um, I, I 
president of music productions at George Mason. I'm sorry, I haven't been talking into this. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you okay. wouldn't know it. But, um, but uh, yeah, I had to move back to the area because of COVID, and I've been lucky to find it. She will find you by tomorrow But here in her apartment save yourself Take what way you can still carry What you can you need to bury You can praise it or say fuck it save yourself If you haven't been you're gonna win You do you want another And the best thing you can do is save yourself When you're fucking time to kiss me Bruise my soul and then dismiss me What have you left to prove Why save yourself She will find you by tomorrow But here in her a prophet save yourself Take what weight you can still carry What you can you need to bury You can praise it or say fuck it save yourself If you haven't then you're gonna win You do you want another And the best thing you can do is save yourself Then you fucking time to kiss me Bruise my soul and then dismiss me What have you left to prove Wait save
project, if I'm understanding yeah, this correctly, and we all kind of like came together over it. But do you feel like this is a sound that you imagine that you'd be playing? I don't know, Noah. That's a question for you, I feel like. Uh, so initially, when this started, it was uh, Mark's project. Mm-hmm. And because I was just like, Todd and I were coming from like, sort of like classic rock sounding bands and whereas Mark is more of an alternative player yeah at the in the loosest of terms so I feel at first you know it kind of felt like a, it was a learning curve definitely to try to get like you know I was like oh I'm, I'm playing in Mark's band you know it's not like mm-hmm. our band and then just as we played so much together as musicians like it's not you know it was Mark's project but like Trouble Gum is us and yeah. it's our sound it's and it's yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's changed since inception. I got like I come with, with a, a vision definitely and I write a lot of music. Um, but everybody makes it their own. Todd's a very unique bass player, you have a very uh, different approach to playing drums and it I'll have an idea in my head and we'll do something that was not that at all and I'm like, we roll with it, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's like that's the fun of it. It's like, you know, we all bounce ideas off each other, so Yeah. So when it comes to like writing lyrics, is that mostly you, Mark? It's yeah, it's okay. me. Um, <coughs> which was new to me because you know I played in a band for like two and a half years, and all I did was back up vocals and write the guitar and mm-hmm. the instrumental parts. I never really tried to be a lead vocalist until last year, or l- do any lyrics really for that matter until 2021, really, because I. I don't know. I just felt like I kind of had to. I didn't know anybody else who was gonna do it, and I was writing songs, and like, I was like, well, I might as well just just give it a shot, you know. So I, but before then, I was like, I'm a strict guitarist, lead player. I don't sing. I don't write lyrics. I don't do that. So um, circumstances kind of. I don't know. Trouble Gum was kind of born out of like, um, like not the best mindset, at least for me. Like I just got kicked out of my van and you know, I was like still trying to prove that I could do music at all, I guess to myself, you know? So, I, but if that hadn't happened, then I wouldn't be writing lyrics or singing at all. So, you know, yeah. it all worked out. And now I feel like we've got the group that works for everybody here, so. Definitely, yeah. Is there anything that you've written, like any songs that you've written early on that you don't feel like you relate to anymore? Yeah. That's a good question. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Wow. That's a good question because it kind of just brought something up. It was like I, on my last record, I definitely had a like pretty emotionally charged, like angry song because I was, you know, like I said, I got kind of kicked out of my last group. And like, you know, that was a lot of my own doing, sure. And like you learn from things and sure. I think that's why I listen to that. I'm like, I don't really resonate with that anymore because, yeah. you know, also like everybody's friends and the, the story ends mostly happy. So <laughs> those folks were all good vibes. But it's like, yeah, definitely don't relate to that anymore. Yeah. Try to write with a more positive spin on things and not, like, focus on. It's good It's good to get that, like, it's catharsis sometimes to, like, you know, let out your negative emotions into music too. But, like, I don't feel connected to that person who wrote that song. It feels like someone else wrote that, you know. <laughs> Say it to me with some mystical tears I've 
Yeah. Uh-huh. 
horses lie in my hands at times. I let the cosmos stand aside. Well, I don't push me around. My horses lie in my hands at times. I let the cosmos stand aside. So this is a little bit less about the band specifically, but how about each of you guys feel um, about the music scene. I was talking to um, Eli Frank of Bummer Camp, that's a band up in New York, and, and we were kind of talking about how, uh, how it feels fitting in in music, how you kind of have to blend a different way, but if you're just yourself, you don't really feel like you fit in. Do you guys have any opinions on how you felt like you've been welcomed into the music scene or how you've navigated that? Um, yeah. <laughs> You want to take this positive. one? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I've seen a lot of different sides of it. Um, I've been on like the end where everyone comes to your show, I, and I've been on the end where I can't get five people to come to my show. That's more recent. But like, I don't do it for that anyways. Like, I do it because I love this man. But I will say that there is a lot of community. Despite sometimes I feel like it's a little clicky in Roanoke, and I wish we would like hold hands and like, you know collab more, reach out, not, not be strangers to each other. I think that's one thing that we run into here. And there's also a big disconnect between the older audience and the younger audience, I feel like. Like, Roanoke has a great music scene, especially for Southwest Virginia. I mean, like, it's mm -hmm. crazy that we have what we have in Roanoke, honestly. Wish my phone would stop doing that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, I wish there was a little more community, but overall it's pretty good. I mean, like Limber is his band and that group of friends. Like we have like a larger, greater connected friend group of bands and musicians that's starting to expand over time and I'm starting to see a little m more community than there's ever been. Yeah. That's for sure. But um That's true. Yeah, I think I think Roanoke can do a little a little better in terms of work to do. Yeah, in terms yeah. of just like, you know. Well, it's also like Sometimes it's not even, it doesn't even really have to do with like how you fit in musically or anything like that. I would say that most of the people around here, whether you know, you're know you in the bands or in the audience, um, are pretty open-minded as far as different like you know styles of music and different genres, different types of bands or whatever. Um, it's more like the, uh, the sort of social microscope that you get put under suddenly. Mm -hmm. um, like it, you can, you, you know, there are things that, average person that's our age, maybe just going to college or working or whatever, you know, does in their day-to-day -day life, that, you know, it's completely normal, but, like, if, if we do it, um, sometimes it, it feels like, you know, everyone's, like, watching and everyone's criticizing, yeah. um, which is kind of what takes away from that feeling of community, you know? That's true. Because uh, I don't think any of us want to be in a, in a, in a, can I cuss? Yeah. Okay, I don't think any of us want to be in a fucking scene, mm -hmm. we want to be in a community. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's a difference between it's definitely more of a community than a scene here because like I spent most of the past few years in DC playing music with like a bunch of like old dad rock bands like playing Harley festivals and stuff mm. and like I know college age kids up there who are like just dog shit people and dog shit musicians and they still play full time and um, so like y there's a certain cap on it around here like you can only be so good before you're like, okay, like everybody in town knows me. And yeah. Like for that reason, it's all about the community. It's like trying to meet those people. And like you said, we have like the same group of friends keeps like switching around and making different bands. And <laughs> like we all keep supporting them and we'll all keep meeting each other and working yeah, on yeah. things. Um, but 
yeah, I guess the area around here is so small that if you're not being inclusive to everybody, then like, and yeah, there's no point. That's really the truth. And yeah, I mean, when with when you have a population size this small, if you are one of the bigger things here, you know, you might get a little bit of an inflated sense of ego, and I've been there. You know, but like I was about to say, I think ego uh, at some point ruined a lot of it. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, but we're a bunch of weird nerds, so, so we don't <laughs> have ego. Yeah, that's that's true. That's not a thing. No, uh, I think once I don't, I don't know if the scene ever like died, mm-hmm. quote unquote. I don't know. Uh, I just feel like too. this COVID, COVID yeah, killed it. Yeah, yeah. now it's but back. I just feel like when we kind of got into the music scene, like Mark and I and Todd, even though he had already been in the music scene, like. There, that was like the sense of community. Like every every band, like all the bands, like we would hang out. We would go to each other's houses and just like have we a good time. Kids. We were kids, yeah. We were kids, no, you know, kids. like eighteen, yeah. nineteen, <laughs> some even younger, like you know, still yeah. teenagers, and like just somewhere along the way, the egos got in the way, and people, and like Nick said, it's like you're under a microscope. You're kind of, it's like everyone's nitpicky. It's like, oh, what's he gonna do? Like, oh, is he gonna do this? Is he gonna do that? It's like, uh, and you know, yeah, they never they. They don't let it go. But you know where that stops is when people are watching those. You know, I feel like it's a lot of uh, this drama and stuff that we perceive. You know, is between musicians, man. The people that actually, the people that come to shows, don't have any of that energy. Actually, I feel like Roanoke has a pretty good like handful of people that come out to a lot of the shows. Oh it's yeah. always good, good vibes. I like to go out into the crowd and talk to people and meet people, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, as much as like people want to <laughs> focus on things that could be better in Roanoke, it's honestly a very yeah, active, talented very, yeah. music scene yeah. with uh, audience that is like recurring and um, engaging. So <laughs> I've never seen somebody <laughs> straight up have a bad time at a local show. Yeah, no, yeah. never, never. So. Yeah, whereas in other areas, like it's a, you could like you go to this bar every week. You're like, how dare they have this band here all of a sudden? Yeah, like, yeah. This ain't the ACDC tribute band. Yeah. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm done, buddy. Yeah. And speaking of, about uh, going out and meeting people, I definitely could tell that you do that. Uh, just because when I was talking and trying to like solicit vendors for Live FM in August, and they're like, oh, well, who's playing? I was like, oh, Trouble Gum, Good Cat, Bad Cat. And they're like, oh, Trouble Gum, my... Mark's in Trouble Gum. Yeah, wow. I'll, I'll come check it out. And like, I heard that like seven t- oh, <laughs> times. And I'm like, all right, Mark. Yes. <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do with intentions. I've seen a lot of um, individual like musicians or artists or whatever, and then also like entire bands as well kind of crumble because like at a certain point it, it is a musician, but they're different away and, and your intentions change. And, and people feel that. Your audience picks up on that. Other bands mm. around you that you play with are like frequently in the circuit or whatever pick up on that. Yeah. And then people will simply stop liking you. But if you kind of keep, like, <laughs> if you kind of keep, like, if you, for real, if you kind of keep, like, pure motives and you, like, you realize everyone's trying to do the same thing and you just get together and you make fucking music, then, you know, people feel that too. You can see the love. Yeah. You can hear yeah. the yeah. love. Yeah. And that's what keeps people coming. I think that's what people like about us is, like, sometimes we're a little sloppy because we have some really complex song structures. And usually at a show, I'm kind of drunk. Yeah. <laughs> so, um,. We're a little sloppy Not sometimes, me. but we're pretty pretty gifted. I think what people see is that we're having a lot of fun. I think they watch us having fun. That's you know, do it. Yeah, we have a good time all the time. I can definitely tell you guys, I'm just having fun like listening to you guys do this, <laughs> and I just wanted to say that thank you so much for taking a chance and coming to do this podcast. I feel like uh, I'm not an expert with sound recording, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm doing my best, and I really appreciate you guys coming out here. Is there anything that um, before we wrap you guys want to talk about or share? 
We have a new single. No, I don't have any. I don't know. That sounded like you asked. No, I got nothing. You can tell them dates of shows and. That's true. I can't tell you dates. And single releases. Okay. We have a single that we just dropped in June called The Half. And Todd made a really cool canvas video for it that Spotify lied about how long those videos are. So it got cut a little short. Spotify lied? They did. They lied to us. They lied about the money. Spotify doesn't even pay us. They house us. It's terrible. Oh, they don't even do the percentage for you guys? No. Well, these days, it's not just just joking. distribution, too. Oh yeah. Oh no, I do. Yeah, don't deal with the distributor. It's like thirty nine cents for every ten thousand streams, right? Something like that. Yeah. That's real. It takes three hundred Spotify streams to make a dollar. Okay. 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 Um, August sixth, Saturday, which is also the date of the Live FM Fest here at Bent Mountain Center, uh, is that's when our single comes out with Nick from Snuff Benefit. Um, it's called Shoot the Moon. And um, August 5th, the day before that, is a gig at Pizza Den in Salem with um, a band called Showalter and another band called Oh You Pretty Things and their emo band from Charlotte and they're really cool and uh, the singer Callie went to Salem High School and this is like her homecoming show to Salem. So come out and support us and Oh You Pretty Things at Pizza Den August 5th. Sick. All right. Well, thank you much, guys. Yeah, thank for you sure. much. What am I saying? Thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome.